Hello listeners, this is Izzy and Archie from Ferris and Sylvester and we bring you our brand new podcast series, The Song Uncovered. We're going to be interviewing some of our favourite artists and songwriters about a particular song that we love of theirs that has influenced us in some way. We want these episodes to be an open conversation, artist to artist, and hopefully we'll uncover the detail and devotion that goes into writing these amazing songs. This podcast is brought to you together with the Americana Music Association UK, a community that celebrates all strands of Americana and roots music in the UK and across the pond. This week is a very, very special episode. We have just finished recording with one of our favourite ever singer-songwriters called Jack Francis and it's our first ever production project and we've had him at our house in our studio for the past week. We're here sitting together in our studio. So hi Jack, welcome. Hey guys, how's it going? We're good. We're going to talk about your song A Little Love but we're also going to expand it out a little bit more and talk about the EP because we're so happy to have been involved in the process. At the end of the podcast, we're going to be doing an intimate live performance with Jack of A Little Love, so stay tuned for that. I've been sitting on the concrete steps and while the sky's been beaming, I've been Sunday dreaming with my love, with my love. Me and Jack met nearly five years ago um, at the Bedford in Ballam as solo artists. I remember seeing you sound checking and uh, thinking that you're amazing. And then we kind of didn't see each other for for a while. And then I saw that you were playing there at Spiritual Bar. um, And and I said to Archie, you know, we've got to go up and and watch Jack because you're going to love him. And uh, that was that. We've been like at Spiritual Bar playing together for kind of four years, four and a half years. And you guys just dropping me sort of support slots and stuff wherever you can and that and it's been we've had some good times great. yeah definitely cause I need a little love now yeah I need a little love now more than ever cause I need a little love now yeah I need a little love now if not forever What was the initial starting point of the songwriting process for A Little Love? It was just me and an acoustic guitar, because that's how I write everything, basically. It was one of those songs that took about ten minutes. It's one of those... It's not a complicated song. It's musically, the, the initial writing of it was just really simple, but lyrically it's just born out of sort of frustration and not feeling like you're getting anywhere as a songwriter or a musician or... So I've been doing it a long time. It wasn't going well at the time, <laughs> um, as we all have those times. Yeah, certainly. But, um, yeah, it's just it's kind of a bit of a self-pitying song, really. A bit petulant, but... That's so funny, because when I listen to it, I think of it as being a love song. Calling out and admitting that you want to be loved romantically, but it's more of like a professional, you want to feel appreciated. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's good in that context as well, and I, you mm. know, if that's what it means to other people, that's great. I used, I, it's kind of about going out on Sundays as well. I used to because obviously Sunday Dreaming was the original title of the song. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. and I, we I used had that to, discussion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I used to, I used to like going out on Sundays. Um, to, <laughs> Sunday to, nights. To have, yeah, Sunday afternoons and stuff because I, I never really liked going out on a busy Saturday night for for a few pints. I used uh-huh. to go out on Sundays. 
That is so. <laughs> it's good. so stupid. Like it's so stupid. It's like that. That made it into the song for that. But it, I like it. It's a good title, and it was kind of about trying to loosen up and forget about how frustrated you are about how things are going, and just hang out with your friends and have a drink or whatever. I've been weighing up the consequences Am I burning bridges or just mending fences If I'm caught, caught in a lie How long ago did you write it? Oh, probably about four years ago. Has it developed at all? Or is, it, is it pretty much the same song, same structure as when you first just knocked it out on the guitar? It's literally exactly the same as when yeah. I played it, when I wrote it. Wow. And it, and it was written really quickly and I've played it exactly the same since. Which is obviously, <laughs> rare, you guys know, it's rare f- for a song not to have any sort of development or change over a bit of time, especially mm. when you play it live. You kind of add in little bits or change little things and stuff Yeah, but it's, that song has just never changed that's good if yeah. you know you've got it right so we, I know we've been talking when we've been recording about knowing when it's done when it's finished you go no mm. that, that's it do we need an extra tambourine no we don't actually yeah. the process for, for recording A Little Love what's the story Where how did it come about this recording of it. Yeah, well, why are you here? <laughs> well, yeah, basically. What's yeah. the story behind you ending up recording it in our studio? I was working with a label for a couple of years and we did some recordings and stuff and it didn't work out. The contract ended all in a short space of time from that ending to me talking to some other people um, who I've known for years and who were really keen to sort of help me out and get me get me going. They had a couple of ideas about people to produce it and I was like, just give me a minute because like, I want to make it with these guys. Just trust me. And they trusted me with it. So I asked you guys and gave you a text and you said yes. Well, it's funny yeah. because, um, as you know, I've always talked about, you know, we do a lot of recording here, but it's mostly for our own stuff. We've always talked about how we'd love to work with you well that's the thing is I know you guys record at home and after hearing that stuff I knew it would be great if we were working together so that was that was the idea in the first place when we got that text I was just laughing because we were literally the day before or two days before um, I remember saying even like last year one day it'd be great to work with Jack I don't know how it would ever happen because there's so many reasons why it won't happen everything that's happened this year that's another factor is that you guys would normally be super busy and out on the road a lot and so so the timing couldn't be better was coincidentally good it all came about so quickly it wasn't yeah, like yeah. I expected to be doing it this time yeah. at this time this year but it's, it's all just sort of well, yeah, actually, happened right. and now we're sitting on a you know five track EP that we've recorded in the last month I, yeah. if you'd have told me that a month and a half ago yeah. I probably yeah. wouldn't have believed you no and, and you're totally right last year this wouldn't have happened because yeah. we wouldn't we weren't at home really um, yeah. So that's, that's that is a, if there are any positives, or uh, actually I think there are plenty of positives to come from the whole COVID thing, but this is one of them. Definitely. Um, having been able to do this. Cause I've been kicking back and feeling stable. Do I contradict myself and turn the tables if I'm wrong? And I'm already gone. When you came in with a little love, and you say that you know you wrote it in like ten minutes, and mm. it's never really changed structurally. Yeah. When you when you've written a song, you, do you imagine it 
as as a full production. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you just have to be open to like along the way when you when it actually comes to recording it, being being open minded and you know it doesn't have to be that way. But the general kind of feel is in my head when you're writing these songs. Like you, mm-hmm. you guys know that as well. I'm sure writing that one, it's quite a sort of soulful kind of groove and you know with horns on it and stuff that was all that was always the idea of it it's hard to get that across when you're going around playing acoustic gigs on your own in <laughs> in basements to four people and they don't they're just not getting it they're not because obviously it's not people people won't see your songs in the same way you see them they're, they're not listening and hearing yeah this would be great with horns you know like other, other songwriters and musicians might hear it that way but most people probably won't um, so it's kind of hard to get that across but it's in it's in my head because we also had uh, horns on it yeah. didn't we we had yeah. Andy Watts Andy who Watts. came down um, and played some Station horns trumpet yeah we had him in the conservatory we had him in the conservatory yeah <laughs> the echo chamber yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry the echo chamber yeah. <laughs> we had Ross Gordon on drums and you've been playing with Ross for a long time right yeah for a few years at least um, he's a great drummer and he, I see the first time I saw him play he was playing in my friend's band and I was just in the room watching him play thinking that guy is going to be in my band 100% I was like that's the guy that's the drummer Yeah. and you know again like getting him in for this EP he already knew the songs anyway and just done a great job just sitting in the groove so well like he's just a brilliant drummer Cause I need a little love now Yeah I need a little love now One of one of the questions that we ask a guest on our podcast would, would be what what was it like working with the producer that you worked with, <laughs> which is kind of a weird question. Oh yeah, because it's, it's, uh, it's you guys. That is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what? How? How did you find it? I mean, obviously, because we've known each other for so yeah. long, and we're all musicians uh, yeah. first and foremost. How was it going into the detail of of all of these songs with 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 people that you know really well? Yeah, great. It was amazing because first of all, you've both probably heard all these songs before mm. because at gigs and and stuff like that. So you already kind of knew the songs musically. Like we're we're into the same bands and we're into the same production and all you know all that kind of thing. So it's because obviously if you work with a producer that you, you haven't met before, or don't really know that well. You never really know how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. But that was why I wanted to do it with you guys because I knew that it would sound great because we're coming from the same place. You understand what it takes to bring the best out in the songs. So it was a, it was a no-brainer. I feel like we're just constantly fishing for compliments. <laughs> <laughs> it's our first time being on the other side of things um, and it's something that Archie, you've always wanted to, to do, to dive into because it's something that we do as a band together and it's always been kind of your vision to do that. I think that, as you say, like the backdrop of this year, we're doing it in our studio, yeah, but it's also at home, like, you know, playing the drums in a living room. And yeah. So there's a, there is definitely a vibe to it that's not going into the studio, having time yeah. pressures and stuff. It's been more just, like, really comfortable it the was entire relaxed. time. It was yeah. relaxed, yeah. It was, it was... We worked hard, but it, it wasn't stressful. Yeah. It was a great process, like, easy going... Just on to the next thing. When one thing's done, you're just like, right, we'll set a mic up there and we'll go for this. And it's just, it, just being having that live-in recording experience. So I said to you guys the other day, like, it's the way to do it yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, that's just the way I prefer to record. Just you wake up, your head is already in it. You're already there for a week at a time or whatever. Obviously, if you go too long, it will 
turn your brain into mashed potato. Yeah. Um, oh, last night know. I was I was yeah I was falling asleep. Yeah. You know, at the at the computer. Yeah. Because obviously you know we've worked on a little love which is great. We've also done um, another four tracks yeah. which are going to be out soon. Yeah. It, was there any part of the, of the whole process that you found particularly unexpected or something that you weren't quite anticipating? Well, we recorded a song called The Wheel which coming in I, I had the bare bones of the song on acoustic guitar and so you kind of know the the rough kind of idea and I thought it would be a lot simpler than it's turned out but it's turned out it, like we said it took on a life of its own and just sort of has grown into something that we're all like pretty proud of probably I think it's fair to say and scared so of. that's and, and scared of yeah <laughs> um, yeah but that, that's that's been the surprise that song in general because I I had no expectations for it. I didn't know what it was going to be or sound like, or and it's just kind of organically turned into that. I wanted to ask you the question that you asked Jack, Archie. Was there anything that took you by surprise or anything that you didn't expect? I was so excited to, to work with Jack. And as Jack said, um, and as we've always said as well, don't even bother pressing record or thinking about what's gonna, what the production's going to be on the song until you've got the song and it's barest yeah. bones so I knew that we had a selection of inc- incredible songs and then also just the voice I knew that Jack's voice was um, it's like milk and honey it's, his voice is just like it's like butter it's like melted butter just coming through the microphone which is bad for a microphone sounds isn't disgusting it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. well, I'll stick with milk and honey yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we felt like the tracks were feeling really good and sitting really well and then you suddenly realise you know, Jack steps up to do vocals. It was quite late one night. We'd had a long day, and I kind of thought that we might push the vocals to the next day. Jack was like, no, no, I want, I want to have a go now. I'm feeling good now. So we just slung up a, a microphone. We used the um, Rode Classic, which is a uh, tube condenser, which is which I thought was going to sound great on Jack's voice. And he just... Although I was kind of half expecting it, I still was really surprised that it literally... One take... The whole way through, a little love. It was just like, right, we've got a level, bosh, he's off. And it was like, right, you're done. <laughs> you know, I was amazed. I was like, right, okay, that's, that's when you realise, once you've got the song structure and you end up talking about stuff like, oh, you know, how, how are we going to tune the kick drum? Until you've got to a point where the song and structure and everything yeah. is perfect is just totally irrelevant. And then it all becomes totally irrelevant again once Jack got up and just started just sang on it and you suddenly go yeah that's that's why we're here yeah 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 <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter anymore what the kick drum microphone was <laughs> did we do both on the same night uh yeah yeah, yeah. And then about did... the same 10 minutes yeah <laughs> i think you that's may have generous. done that's generous a little love incidentally um to anyone listening that is one complete take from start to finish jack's vocal there's no there's no there's doubles, no comps or there's like no that, trickery, there's no tuning, there's no nothing. It's one take all the way through. It was probably the first take that you did and mm. you just stepped up there and just delivered. There's a magic sometimes in the in the first go that you have because you can yeah. never replicate that. No. Yeah. You can't ever have the first go again. Every singer wants to like, yeah, I got in there and just sang it in one go. <laughs> like the first time. Everyone yeah, wants to be like that. God knows it was the first one order. Basically with all these songs I think we did like basically three takes and then Yeah. Auto tune. <laughs> then the auto tune yeah. goes on and yeah. yeah, all of that stuff. Cause I need a little love now. Yeah. 
I think what we wanted to do is 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 to make a really great recording that wasn't polished that didn't feel like it was yeah. forced and clean. Mm. It was actually just something that was that was in, incredibly real and like the the timing is a bit loose but that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what we that's it's what we just wanted. capturing the performance from everyone who's playing on it rather yeah. than you know worrying about is that perfect? Is it exactly? It's and just more the about the feel. Yeah. The... I think something that Archie has definitely taught me and, and has put this into into your project as a mm. producer is get it right in the room, get yeah. it right before you record, and then you're not editing it yeah. a lot afterwards. But, yeah. And that allows yeah. the personality to come through. But like on some of these tracks, we we worked on the drums for a long time. It's all about how it sounds there and then, yeah. not about tampering with it afterwards. And it's being mixed by. Michael Rendell, who mm-hmm. has mixed pretty much all of our stuff uh, over the past few years, and him and Archie, well, you guys are kind of soulmates, aren't you? So you kind of think as one, and even when yeah. you have notes and stuff, you guys are just kind of really in tune with each other. Mm. He's, he's the only person who's ever told me that they love me, apart from you. So. <laughs> 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 yeah, she's probably the only person that I've ever told that I love him. <laughs> He's funny. That's good though. It's good when you find someone to collaborate with that you're that close to because it just makes the whole thing a lot easier if you're just on the same wavelength. It makes a big difference. I'm so happy that he's he's mixing this project because I I just know that and we've done a lot of stuff together uh, over the years and um, he totally gets what we're trying to do. Michael is brilliant in so many areas but um, where I've always been so impressed by Michael is if he, he doesn't have the ego where it's like oh well if I'm involved it's going to sound like this if it's good if it sounds great it's going to come back sounding you know great for anyone uh, who's imagining what our our studio looks like uh, we're we're sat in a pretty small room with a Hammond organ a piano that I'm leaning on (laughs) (laughs) lazily (laughs) Uh, we often have a drum kit in here some guitars and, and, and some bass on the walls can't fit much more yeah, in yeah we can't I think we're at full capacity probably you know, we, we found a, a great little upright piano actually just before Jack's session because I've been thinking we you know we need there's definitely some piano that's going to work because we talked there's another reference we talked about the band and uh, Little Feet yeah. uh, and some, some great stuff that we all have been very inspired by we, yeah, so we used that quite a bit didn't we the, yeah. over the last week it's got a great sound <laughs> it's quite funny I would come down every morning for for breakfast and hear Jack twinkling away at the piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So we, we did get some on there 49 takes later. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Stick with the vocal tracks. <laughs> <laughs>
would you say when you write a song are you more lyrically driven um, or musically driven or both um, I'm probably more musically driven if I had to pick but it's probably like 52 to 48% <laughs> you know what I mean like it's, it's tight when I write 90% of the time it's or maybe more than that it's uh, music first music mm. and melody and then lyric yeah because I, I, I find it for me better to, to fit words to a melody that I already have than, mm-hmm. than to make a melody fit words that I already have uh-huh. that makes sense so that's just the way I do it I think that kind of makes sense because <clears throat> you write perfect pop songs <laughs> they're like so well put together and well structured and catchy and then your authenticity and what you bring in your lyrics gives it that edge and that grit the yeah music most, is, that's the most important thing to me really because that's what we're doing here isn't it like yeah. we're making music is listening to the music is supposed to make you feel something mm. the music the lyrics are important but the music is for me that's where the most importance lies the lyrics have to be good though because if you have great music and you've got terrible lyrics on top of it then it's just a shame <laughs> you know what I mean I've been sitting on the concrete steps and while the sky's been beaming I've been Sunday dreaming with my love with my love okay so this is the question that we're going to ask everyone that we do this podcast with. And you're not allowed any time to prepare for this. Right. If you could choose three songwriters whose attributes you would steal and put them into your own songwriting, which songwriters would they be and what are the attributes? Wow. First of all, probably Paul McCartney for his nice. melody, his ability to write melody is... As a pop songwriter, obviously he's one of the best ever yeah. with, with John Lennon, you know, both of them. But Paul over John. Well, for different things, it depends what you want. Like for different things, I think I love I love George too. Yeah, I love George too. Um, but Paul McCartney for his kind of melodies and stuff. Paul Simon is my favourite songwriter of all time. So that's that's just that he's like he's the pinnacle of me. I think he's the greatest pop music songwriter ever. Uh-huh. Um, and the only person I think is even close is probably Bowie but Bowie did very different wasn't always pop and I guess Paul Simon wasn't always pop but he just made some right from Simon and Garfunkel all the way through to now like we were talking about him the other day is mm-hmm. the records he released a couple of years ago is still mm-hmm. great Yeah, um, you ain't got a wristband still a wristband yeah that's yeah. a great song um, yeah. but he's he's just had this unbelievable career of songs and they've his quality has never really dipped uh-huh. another one of my favourite songwriters is probably Carole King I love Carol nice. uh-huh. We've had that on the podcast as well. Yeah, she's yeah. A, Great she's choice. A good yeah. choice. What would her? What's the attribute you steal from Carol? <sighs> I don't know. She's she's just got like she writes such brilliant sort of concise. It, it never feels like there's too much. It's just yeah perfect. And uh, and the, even because obviously she was a writer before she was a, a performer. Yeah. And her voice isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the imperfections in it that make it so great. That's so you got Bowie as well. I think you've managed to sneak in four there. Eh? I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I could sneak in another Baby. six probably. People Baby like Joni Mitchell aren't even mentioned there, and you know, like, yeah. Well, she's just completely unique. Like, there's no, there's no, never been anyone else like Joni Mitchell, and I never will ever be anyone else like her. Maybe we'll let you off because you've named two Pauls. Okay. So if I had to pick a Paul, yeah, then I'd one? be picking Paul Simon. Obviously, yeah. pick, you know, pick, pick a Paul. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Well, I would go with actually going along the Beatles today. You've inspired me on that route, but I'll go with George. George. Yeah, George Harrison. Yeah. For the for his um, creativity and you know studying different musical cultures and bringing that into his work, especially you know in later Beatles stuff and then after Beatles, all mm. things must pass, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, on the same line, studying different musical cultures, like it's something that I'm quite interested in. And another guy that that I love as a musician, but also as a songwriter, Derek Trucks. Oh yeah. Who I don't think you can never really hold this title because it's all it's all opinion. But if if there is a best guitar player in the world, he's I'd he, agree he, he you, could yeah. certainly be that person. And we met the, oh, we met good. Derek and Susan actually um in January at their gig at the Wembley Arena. And oh, wow. um it was yeah, it was great to meet him. I asked him how many miles his um tour van has done. That was the only thing I could think of to ask him. How many miles has your tour bus done? He said something like four million miles. He makes a yeah. guitar sound like a human voice. Yeah. That's right. Which you, like, I've never heard anyone else do. Other um, maybe uh, Dwayne Allman. Well, Dwayne, exactly. Who's obviously but, a massive influence on him. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're totally right. And um, to complete my trio, I'm going to go with Greg Allman. We'll, we'll go with Greg Allman today. Yeah. Right, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to bash these out. Bob Dylan, Nick Cave, Stevie Nicks. Thank you, goodbye. And that's actually uh, Jack's influence because you played me... Um, oh, I shall be released. It really resonated with me, so because he's kind of at the forefront of my mind. Nick Cave, his ability to dig deep into the human soul with just a piano. Yeah. I just think no one else can do that. And Stevie Nicks, basically, Rumours has been the soundtrack to my summer. Yeah. I, I don't know, I've just fallen in, back in love with mm. that record. Not that I ever fell out of it. So, yeah, just Stevie. S- Stevie because she's Stevie. Yeah. Um, and because I want to be her. Um, Everyone does. Thanks so much, Jack, uh, for talking to us. I know you're probably desperate to get home now, having spent a week with us. Um, so appreciate <laughs> your time. Yeah. It's really good chatting to you. All of the songs from this series will be on our Spotify playlist called The Song Uncovered, conveniently for you to listen to afterwards. We want to say thank you to the Americana Music Association UK for the love and support that you've shown us. So yeah, we're going to play it out now. Why don't you introduce it, Jack? This one's called A Little Love. I've been sitting on the concrete steps and while Sky has been beaming, I've been Sunday dreaming with my love, with my love. Cause I've been weighing up the consequences and burning bridges or just mending fences if I'm caught. Caught in a lie Cause I need a little love now Yeah, I need a little love now More than ever Cause I need a little love now Yeah, I need a little love now If not forever I've been kicking back and feeling stable Do I 
contradict myself and turn the tables if I'm wrong then I'm already gone cause I need a little love now yeah I need a little love now more than ever cause I need a little Sunday dream But oh mama Oh mama Oh mama My Sunday dream Yeah 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 Cause I need a little love now I need a little And while the sky's been beaming I've been Sunday dreaming With my love With my love 